It's a little noisy in here. Ah, whatever. We're just going to roll with it. All right, so what's up, you filthy little animals? Welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. I need to say this at gunpoint, so do me a favor and give this podcast a rating wherever you're, you're listening. You know, it doesn't have to be a good one, for Christ's sakes. I could take it, man. My skin is as thick as my belly. Give it one star if you're feeling particularly sadistic, or slap on five stars if you think I'm desperate for validation. You can rate it on Spotify, MySpace, Grinder, or wherever the hell you're wasting your time right now. All right, enough of that garbage. Okay, so I had an interesting uh, couple of weeks. I got invited to a party at some famous guy's house. Obviously, I didn't go. Uh, Now, it's not somebody I know personally, but I know somebody who's going, and they said I could tag along. Let me tell you, that's the last goddamn place on the planet I should be. I mean, I've got enough embarrassing memories of my own stupid behavior keeping me up at night. I already know exactly how that would go down, okay? I'd get too drunk, no doubt about it, and say something ridiculously stupid. Okay, and I'm not talking about the kind of stupid where people are like, oh, no, he went there. He shouldn't have said that. No, no, no. I'm talking about the kind of dumb where, you know, I start blabbering about how the frame picture of a $3,000 painting of a giraffe is hilarious because giraffes are hilarious. And I'd ask if he has any more pictures of giraffes. And then some famous dude would be like, who let this moron into the party? Yeah, embarrassing memories, my friends. They sneak up on you like a perverted clown in the middle of the night or like an unwanted guest laughing at giraffes. You ever have those embarrassing memories that stick with you for years, you know? I'm talking about the kind of memories that crawl into your brain while you're trying to sleep, like a, like a mosquito buzzing around your head. Okay, we already discussed this on the podcast a couple episodes ago, but another one recently creeped up on me, all right? So picture this. I moved from Sudbury, Ontario to the frozen wasteland of Cranberry Portage, Manitoba. It's in the middle of nowhere, and that was in the middle of grade 12, okay? So talk about a wild transition. So I show up at this new school. And the teacher tells me that they got a hockey team, you know, and I should uh, consider joining. Now, here's the thing. I don't play hockey. Or at least I didn't in the last five years at that point. Well, guess what? The hockey coach hears about me and he tracks me down like a, like a bloodhound chasing a sausage. And he's like, oh, you played out in Ontario, huh? And I'm there dumbfounded going, yeah, a long time ago. Now, let me tell you something, man. A long time ago means different things to different people. If you ask two people what a long time ago means, you're going to get two completely different answers. Okay, say like it's been a long time since you've eaten means one thing. A long time since you've had sex means another long time since you've been to a different country, whatever. So in my mind, a long time ago meant about five years ago at that point, you know, but to him, he probably thought it meant last season. So this coach keeps pestering me to come in uh, for a team trial and I'm just like, all right, sure, whatever. I'll grab my dad's hockey gear and, you know, head out to the rink. Now, here's where the real comedy begins, okay? I show up, and everybody's acting like I'm the goddamn second coming. They're like, oh, man, this white guy from Ontario, he's going to be amazing. You know, and in my delusional brain, I'm thinking, man, these guys must suck. If they're making this kind of fuss over me, you know, and I'm already picturing myself skating circles around them like a majestic figure skater on crack. But of course, of course... Life loves to slap you in the face with reality, okay? I step on the ice, and what's the first thing I do? I faceplant like a newborn giraffe in some rich guy's painting trying to figure out how his legs work. Now, it's not a big deal, okay? Because as it turns out, I just forgot to take the the skate guards off of it, you know? Smooth move, dumbass, but hey, it's not a big deal. I can recover from that, except I still can't really skate. (laughs) It's been like five years, and I grew a lot since from, from 12 to 17. And these kids start zooming around like they're, they're trying out for the Winnipeg Jets, you know? They're good. They're just doing the slap shots, precision pass, passes, all that. Um, as it turns out, all they do up north is play hockey. These kids are like hockey prodigies. I fucked myself into a corner here. Now, as the whole thing turns out, that hockey coach, 
he mistook me for my for my stepbrother who actually played junior hockey. He thought I was him. Okay? And he was playing the junior hockey where NHL scouts are snooping around, you know? So um, while I'm out there looking like a lost penguin, they're all scratching their heads going, what in the actual fuck is happening here? It was like that South Park episode where Cartman thought he could join the Special Olympics and win, but instead he got his ass handed to him. Now, I, I'm not making that comparison. Uh, I'm talking about my own experience versus the, like, my own expectations versus the uh, opposite reality. So, yeah, that embarrassing memory decided to show up, you know? Like your drunk at dead Christmas with her new boyfriend she met at a bowling alley. So, guess what? If I had to remember that and relive it, you have to hear about it. Whatever, man. Whatever. Don't do like I did and decline things like going to uh, a famous guy's party because of future embarrassment. You know, you should go there and live. My problem is that I've lived way too much in that zone. You go do it. But be prepared to punish yourself with those memories from time to time, you know? Just to keep you grounded. <laughs> All right, what else here? Okay, shifting gears, shifting gears. Um, have you heard the latest from Florida? So Ron DeSantis, he put an end to permanent alimony. And boy, oh boy, these Republican women are losing their minds, okay? They're screaming about how it's going to ruin their lives. But do you know what? You know what? I actually support it. Yep, that's right. I said it. Okay, because the driving factor behind overturning permanent alimony is that many men, and it's typically men, are uh, forced to retire much later in life just to keep up with those damn payments. Let me tell you, fuck that shit. Retirement's supposed to be a, you know, a time to relax, not work your ass off just to pay your ex. So while I'm not usually one to say, you know, I'm with the Republicans on this, but pff, here we are. Alimony is a load of bullshit, you know, well, for the most part. Um, I think it should be for a year, maybe two. You know, it all depends on how long you were married, really. Um, but it should just give you enough time to get your shit together. Maybe go back to school, educate yourself, and, and ultimately support yourself. Okay, now I know that every situation is different and it has to be taken that way. Um, and I have absolutely no experience or knowledge about this stuff. Okay, so take my uneducated, inexperienced opinion for what it is. This is just um, an ignorant opinion from a clueless comedian. Okay, but uh, you know what would be hilarious? If alimony worked both ways. Oh yeah, imagine that. If the guy has to keep paying his ex uh, because she's grown accustomed to a particular lifestyle, does that mean that she has to come over to his place and provide whatever it is he became accustomed to? Okay? I don't mean to get into the whole gender roles here, but let's say if during their marriage she was, you know, cooking his meals and cleaning up after him, you know, doing his laundry, that sort of thing. Does, uh, does she have to show up every day and scrub his dirty pots and pans? Or maybe, you know, on his birthday, the other thing, she has to give him his... Yearly unenthusiastic blowjob where she doesn't even pretend to like it. I mean, obviously that's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. We don't live in a world where someone is legally forced to go to their ex's house and start sucking. I mean, thankfully, thankfully we don't live in that world. For now. But Republicans are gaining steam. But all I'm saying is what if alimony worked both ways, okay? Alright, what else? What else? It just says Black Mirror on my page here. I don't know. Uh, I, bin I, I binge watched all the Black Mirror episodes just like everybody else. Um, I didn't talk about it on the podcast yet, but as soon as they came out, I was glued to the screen, all right? Just like everybody else. Could you imagine Could you imagine if we lived in a world where AI evolves to churn out, let's say, 10 Black Mirror episodes every day? I mean, it's possible, but here's the thing. It wouldn't be as good. Sure, the episodes themselves might be decent. Let's say we're at that technology where they, they would be just as good. Um, but they wouldn't hold the same meaning to you because you didn't have to wait for them. Okay, that's the whole deal with delayed gratification, which I personally don't care for. I mean, instant gratification doesn't come fast enough for me. When we desire something, we want it now. You know, that's why so many people turn to drugs. They want that instant satisfaction. Me? 
I've said this before. I won't even try drugs once because I know I'll fall in love with them. And then that's it. My whole life will revolve around getting more. But if I, if I never knew how good they were, I wouldn't crave them, you know? It's like if I never watched a single episode of Black Mirror, I wouldn't have to wait another goddamn year for another season. You know, it was like that back in the day, waiting for new music. You know, I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Man, that sucked. Because it was like every five years. It was like waiting for ages. And I gotta say, by the way, their last two albums, even with John Fashante back, didn't blow me away like the previous ones did. Even with a different guitarist. And what's crazy is uh, someone released an AI song, um, an AI Red Hot Chili Peppers song that had Anthony Kiedis' voice in it. And it sounded just like him. Um... The, the, the lyrics were things he would say, but they were just kind of lyrics he already had, just kind of rearranged. Um, but it did sound like a, red, a legit Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Not amazing, but it sounded real, or it sounded like it was something they could do. Uh, Google that. Um, AI Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Um, you know, uh, but the crazy part of this is that the, this technology is just in its infancy. You know, in a few years, if I wanted a Red Hot Chili Peppers album, probably wouldn't have to wait for one. I can get it with one click. That's lame as hell, but that's the direction we're headed in. Hey guys, it's summertime, and I bet you're in the market for some quick, easy, and delicious meals to keep you fueled during those sunny, action-packed days. Well, look no further than Factor, America's top-notch, ready-to-eat meal kit. They've got your back with mouth-watering, nutritious meals delivered straight to your door. It's like having a personal chef, minus the silly little hat. Are you too busy enjoying summer shenanigans to bother with cooking? With Factor, you can wave goodbye to those extra trips to the grocery store, the tedious chopping, the prepping, and the cleanup. Instead, get ready for flavor explosions and top-notch nutrition delivered straight to your taste buds. Factor meals are fresh, never frozen, and ready in a mere two minutes. Just heat and eat, and get back out there to soak up that sweet, sweet sunshine. Ready to feel your absolute best while you conquer your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals with Factor's premium ready-to-eat meals. They're packed with high-quality ingredients like broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Picture yourself indulging in bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, or grilled steakhouse filet mignon already in just two minutes. It's like having a gourmet restaurant experience without even having to wear pants. Who's got time to think about lunch when there's so much running around to do? Well, worry no more. Factor's got your back with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat on the go. No microwave required. You can refuel while you're, while you're conquering the world one task at a time. If you're keeping an eye on those calories this summer, Factor's got you covered. They offer delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around 550 calories per serving or less. It's like having a personal nutrition nutritionist cheering you on from the sidelines. Need an extra boost to reach your wellness goals this summer? Try out Factor's Protein Plus meals with a whopping 30 grams of protein or more per serving. It's like having the muscle of a bodybuilder while eating like a champ. You won't believe the variety of options Factor has on the menu each week to fit all sorts of lifestyles. Whether you're rocking the keto vibe, going calorie smart, sticking to vegan and veggie, or boosting your protein game, they've got you covered. Chefs prepare these meals, and dietitians give them the thumbs up so you know you're in good hands. And hey, if you're feeling adventurous, you can even add on some protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. It's like a culinary adventure with surprises at every turn. Complete your meal and replenish your snack stash with over 45 add-ons from Factor. They've got breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato and bacon and egg breakfast skillet. And if you're in need of a wellness boost, they've got refreshing beverages like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. It's like having a gourmet cafe right at your fingertips. 
Factor isn't just about fantastic food. They're also champions of sustainability. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, use 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and make their seafood sustainably sourced. It's like saving the world one delicious bite at a time. So why wait? Get yourself some Factor goodness this July and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Just pick your meals, sit back, and get ready for fresh, flavor-packed goodness to land right at your doorstep. It's ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's like having the magical food genie grant your culinary wishes. Bon appetit! So head to factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 and use code valleyboys50 to get 50% off. That's code valleyboys50 at factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 to get 50% off. I mean, do people even care about bands anymore? New rock bands at least? I mean, I don't know. I'm 38. But it seems like nowadays uh, you, don't see, you don't see many famous musicians who aren't lead singers. I mean, well, it's always been that way. But um, when was the last time you heard people talking about a drummer or a bassist, you know? Danny Carey from Tool, drummer. Flea, the bassist. Those are some exceptions. But um, I would say the most renowned, renowned known fa- bass player is Paul McCartney. Okay? And that's because he's a singer who just happens to play bass, okay? Um, but he's probably the, the most famous bass player ever. The most famous singer was probably Michael Jackson, who, strangely enough, was the most famous person on the planet and, coincidentally, was accused of touching kids. You know? And speaking of the, the most famous person alive in sexual assault, there was one person who managed to surpass Michael Jackson's fame, for better or worse, Donald Trump. Okay, again, for better or worse, he is one of the world's most famous people. Probably one of the most that ever lived. Okay, famous, infamous, whatever. And oddly enough, he also faced some uh, pretty strong and potentially credible accusations of sexual misconduct. Okay? Like those remarks he made on the Access Hollywood tape. He didn't even deny it. And his supporters were like, well, it's not that big of a deal. There there were even some pretty uh, credible claims made by a mainstream porn star who was allegedly his mistress. And despite all the evidence, he vehemently denies it. Um, and his base knows he's lying, but they, you know, they still give him a chance. They let him get away with anything just because he's not woke. But the standard should be higher. I don't know. But you know what? I would, I would love to see a Quint, uh, Quentin Tarantino make a movie about Trump, you know? And not just any movie. I want to see it from the perspective of his diehard supporters where Trump is the hero, you know, but a Tarantino movie. Um, I'm curious to see uh, how he portrays him and, and the whole Central Park 5 situation, you know? How they depict these guys and how Trump claimed they were guilty. They probably think, like, you know, Trump was the only one who knew the truth and he was doing his civic duty with his ad. It wasn't racist. <laughs> you know, man, a, a Quentin Tarantino movie about Trump, MAGA, QAnon, all that would be awesome. In Glorious Bastard style. But through that, through where he's the hero, you know? Um, but man, what a filmmaker that, that scene, uh, with the undercover officers and the glorious bastards was absolutely intense. Okay. It made my feet sweat. I want to see how he'd portray the arrest of Donald Trump, you know, with, with all that, with what's going on right now as we speak, which is crazy. A former president got arrested. Okay. And this isn't some, you know, old timey president who got in trouble for letting a, I don't know, a woman ride a horse or something or you know, when you hear about some ex-NFL quarterback who got a, a DUI, this guy was in power just two years ago. And his arrest doesn't even phase his supporter. Um, 
it just it just makes him angrier. Whatever, whatever. This isn't the Trump cast. Um, I have noticed something lately, though. And now, I'm not calling anyone out here, okay? These guys are way, way, way above me. And I don't even have a seat at their table. But I've noticed this hilarious trends with, uh, with the bigger comedians hopping on podcasts and suddenly declaring themselves as Republican because of cancel culture. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. That's going to fix all the problems. That's like thinking a mustache will make you look tough, but you just look like a 70s porn star. You know, sticking it to the libs. That seems to be the motivation for Republicans. Uh, sticking it to the libs while voting against your own best interests, you know? But so let's hold on a second here. Being a Republican means more than just hating cancel culture, right? It means embracing that whole political ideology and policies that come with it. It's not just one thing you can align with, you know? You can't take the label and ignore the fine print. It's like buying a haunted house because you like the bathtub. All right, take abortion, for example. You know, one side is really pushing to ban it, and surprise, it's not the left. So when you're, when you're declaring yourself a Republican on these podcasts, you're, you're saying, like, you know, I'm cool with restricting women's rights and, you know, making decisions about their own bodies. Because that's what the abortion debate is about. I seriously doubt any of these comedians want to born a... Ba- <laughs> born a... Jesus, what a, what a slip that is, huh? Want to ban abortion. Okay? And it's not for any particular reason, you know, like cheating or whatever. That's just what comes with it, okay? Because it's not about their feelings or mine or yours. It's about the legality of it, you know? It's about legally having access to it. Shouldn't Republicans be the first one to say, you know, you have full control over your own bag of flesh and bones that is your body? You know, I'm not a fan of facial tattoos, although they seem to be coming back, you know, those little crosses by the eyes, teardrops, whatever. Doesn't mean I'm going to start picketing tattoo parlors. You know, so, similar to an abortion, if somebody, uh, if somebody I knew wanted to get a facial tattoo, I'd say something like, are you sure you really thought this through? <laughs> but you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to vote for whoever promises to make facial tattoos illegal. You know, I know I've made that comparison before, but here we are. And you know what? What about gun control? That's a nasty word that triggers <laughs> many different responses. Okay. Many of these Republicans identify like these Republican identifying comedians might actually support gun control. Think about it. Think about it. If you're, if you're all about the shall not be infringed part of the constitution, conveniently forgetting the well-regulated part, well then you're saying every American should have the right to own a gun. No questions asked any gun capable of killing dozens of people at once. Okay. Now some might argue that, uh, you know, if the military gets certain weapons, so should we. All right, fine. Let's talk about nuclear weapons. Should anyone with enough cash be able to buy their own personal mushroom cloud maker? And what about regular bombs, you know? Timothy McVeigh made one from legal materials. So should we let guys like that stockpile bombs in their garage? Because the military has them? You know what? You shouldn't even worry about the military turning on the American people, you know? How un-American is that? Even as armed as we are, you know, that would last about as long as it takes to, to flick a flea off a dog's ass. Anyways, nowhere in the Second Amendment does it say children can't own guns. It just says well-regulated militia. Nowhere does it say that, you know, people fresh out of the nuthouse or prison for violent crimes can't own one. It just says well-regulated militia. Nowhere does it say that, you know, people making active threats or domestic abusers. It just says, okay, you get it. Um, So unless you feel all those people should be armed, guess what? You're in favor of some form of gun control. And that's what it is. You know, it's not Obama knocking on your door asking for your guns. All right, let's get back on track. So aligning yourself with the Republican Party because of cancel culture is as arbitrary as picking your favorite baseball team and basing your political beliefs on that. 
Okay, it's like saying I'm a Mets fan, so I'm voting Republican, or I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm voting Democrat. You know, it's a wild connection that doesn't even make any sense. So yes, yes, the far left is annoying, extremely annoying. But the far right is, you know, storming the Capitol, trying to overturn a federal election, touting conspiracy theories that lead to people getting killed. Some of them are literal Nazis, okay? And if anyone's annoyed by the far left or whatever it is, whatever you think that they're oppressing you, you know, I implore you to log off Twitter for one day. Just wake up one day. Don't log into social media until you wake up the next day. And then during that time, keep a list, you know, keep a list while you live your life of how you're being persecuted by the far left. Go to work, you know, hit the gym, grab some drinks at Applebee's for happy hour, whatever it is. Write down every time someone randomly walks up to you and demands you identify them by their selected pronouns. Okay? Think about that. If that's how you want to align with a political party because of that, you know, they're the ones who want to take away healthcare, education, abortions, whatever. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dismiss the far left's uh, insanity, okay? I was a victim of some crazy trans lady once. You know, she kept tweeting at me that I'm not actually an ally unless I retweet her GoFundMe because she's homeless. That's crazy, right? She went as far as to reply to people tweeting at me about my fart jokes, telling them that I'm a bigot and not really supportive of their community because I don't use my platform how she wants me to. Okay? That's annoying. And it's shitty. But still, I can acknowledge that that is one individual nutjob. One of many, sure, but it's only on Twitter. It's not on real life. Okay? Now, I'm not going to let that person, that one person, tarnish my view of that whole community, okay? I still feel supportive of them. Didn't change it whatsoever. But every once in a while, that's going to happen, okay? Uh, as a general rule, if you don't want the far left coming for you, keep your hands to yourself and don't say the N-word. I don't know. And <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> and anytime you open your mouth to talk about uh, what they're doing, you're kind of inviting them to criticize you. But that goes for anything. I mean, I'm doing it right now. Someone probably didn't even make it this far into the podcast, and they're currently right now in my inbox telling me that if I don't like it, I can get out. Oh, man. We, got, we went off the rails here. I got to do a better job of organizing what I'm going to say before I, before I come on here instead of just rambling about canceling, cancel culture, cancelers. I don't know. Um, make sure you're following us <laughs> We're going to cap it there. Make sure you're following us online at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter. That's not me. Go ahead and DM that. I will not get those. Um, at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram, same thing. I'm at Dave Weasel on Twitter, completely inactive. No blue check mark on there because I'm not fucking paying for that. Um, at Dave Weasel on Instagram and at Dave Weasel on Threads. Yeah, that shit came out. Should have talked about that. Maybe next week. Um, I'm still playing with it a little bit. I'll let you know what I think about it. Uh, I think it's great that Zuckerberg is really sticking it to Elon. What a time. What a time to come out and say, okay, everything that's bad about Twitter, I'm going to make it uh, good here on Threads. I mean, I don't know how he's going to enforce that. But so far on Threads, I haven't seen one single crazy conspiracy theory. And when I go on Twitter, it's all these unhinged blue check marks talking about how a woman saw a lizard man on the plane and how it could potentially be true. Mm. Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more next week. I should have I should have planned something out, but... Here we are. Make sure you're following us at Dave Weasel, at Valley Boys Pod, at Valley Boys Podcast. You can go to valleyboyspodcast.com to get merch and all that garbage, whatever. Uh, I got no shows coming up for the summer. Um, I won't be uh, out of town until possibly the end of August. I don't know. Everything's up in the air right now. 
Okay, so from Reseda, California, good night.